Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. When the flood happened in New Jersey and New York, my hairdresser texted me and she was like, are you okay? I saw all this stuff on the news. How's your hair? Is the balayage holding up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a video of someone's basement collapsing. Meanwhile, there's shots of me holding on to a a light post while a flume develops (laughs) on the street outside. Buildings are being decimated. People are losing their apartments and homes. And my hairdresser's like, should we go for a smaller fringe next time? What do you think about baby bangs? How are your Is nails? Is your color okay? How are your nails? Are the crystals still on? Can you still see a little bit of the blonde highlights coming through? Are you okay? <laughs> and the best part is Young I wrote boy. back to her. I was like, yes, yes, I'm fine. And... Yeah, we should definitely clean up the bangs next week. We should. Jim, Jim was just taken by the sub basement's basement refrigerator, <laughs> but my hair looks great. There's waterfalls coming in all of the windows, but the highlights are really holding up. Yeah. Thanks for reaching oh, out. God, you really just the salt concerted. of the <laughs> But that sums up my whole hairdresser experience. Jesus Christ. I love it. We're very connected. Yes. Yes, I told you. I said the next, I I, sh- I have to die first. I cannot look for another hairdresser. <laughs> Mullets are back. Did you know that? And no, I've seen not. ever since, I swear, hand to God, and since I have actually been taking public transportation again, God help the world, yeah. I have seen a lot of fee mullets. Do you know why this ironic is Brooklyn... Da- I don't know. Fee mullets and plaids are back. So I think it's like the white supremacy look is, is, no, here's what coming, is becoming ironic and Brooklynized. Most people's pajamas are flannel. People have been in a pandemic for however long. They were... They, they've been cutting their own hair. They've been cutting their own hair. They were doing professional up top and then pajamas on the bottom. So mm-hmm. now they're just going Reverse. in public like that. Okay. Wearing the plaids, they've cut their own hair. They're everyone's growing their hair out, so they've got the mullet. Then they're like, "Oh, I'll just do like professional on the sides, and then party in the back." Uh-huh. They don't know what to do, so now we've reverted back to 1983 Milwaukee. So it's not necessarily the white supremacy starter kit. No, this is just uh, we're coming out of. We a are pandemic. adjusting we're going fashion. Back to work. Yeah, to accommodate. Yeah, we the need year to get back half. into the DeLorean. Okay, and, and go say, back to jeans. Yeah, I can't do that yet. Okay, but sweatpants and sweatshirts with high heels are a thing that's happening. That's awful. That's and, like you know what? And mullet. I'm fucking lazy, but I bought five hundred dollars shoes. Who knew Kanye West would be the smartest businessman when it came to fashion? When Remember when he debuted his line, and it was like, oh, beige sweatpants. <laughs> It'll never catch on. Maybe he. I'm just conspiracy theory here, Mm -hmm. released the COVID. He could have. He was like, the only way I'm going to sell this line is if I force people into their homes and far away from each other. It was, it's kind of like, uh, like Heaven's Gate, but instead of purple and and white, it's just taupe. What's Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate. The actual gate? No, Heaven's Gate, that cult where they were wearing the purple jumpsuits and the white sneakers and they all took a pill and they died. Oh, another Jonestown? You don't remember Heaven's Gate? No, where was I? Nobody invited me. No. You were still by the fence at the Jonestown, like this <laughs> is ridiculous. God. I don't want that drink. It is There's loaded no with sugar. There's no service here to get the Uber, and everyone has passed out. I know. I've got to cut my way out of Jonestown. No, what was now Heaven's I want, Gate? Now I want something to drink, and that fucking Kool Aid is gone. <laughs> you guys, so hot out here. You guys, hello. <sighs> You know what I like? There was someone online that posted um, like the the star of Texas on the Texas flag is actually just a review of Texas. <laughs> just one star. Oh! <laughs> now that's good. That's pretty good. That's good. Yelp. One star. Yeah. Do not recommend the state of Texas. When you drive around here and you're like... Um, you find yourself behind like certain plate like plates or you're like, oh, this fucking ass. Anytime I'm behind a Texas plate... 
Florida. Florida. Yep. <laughs> Florida. Um, and I'm in New Jersey, so I judge the Jersey plates too. Really? Yeah. Every day, which is every day, I'm like, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. Nobody can drive. You can't merge. You're a dick. Don't look at me. The amount of rage that I have when I get in my car and the things that I scream out loud that like everything, it's like my car is its own country. Exactly. But it's like, this is my own safe space where I can say the worst things ever in the safety of this little aluminum bulb. Uh Uh-huh. Jules has heard it. The stuff I say, the the new swears are born every day in my CRV. I'm like, you're a dick smack. I, I turn into Ruth. I have been Ruthing all over the place. Well, for those who haven't listened before, Ruth from Ozark is a big. Um, she's my inspo. Is <laughs> what I'm saying. If I could spirit. be a character, she's my spirit animal. She's I am the podcast Ruth. spirit animal. She sure is. You can't tell me what does that your dick smack. Um, because I was following a Texas plate on the way here. But then, is that a rental car? That's always my second question. But still, like, I'd have to change the car and be like, I can't. Do you have anything Midwest? Do you have anything in a Connecticut? <laughs> we have this Kia Sedona. I'll take it. Whatever. I don't care. A- anything. Anything. It's a Dodge Dart. Would you like? It? It's fine. It won't make it past the block. I'll take New Hampshire. Yeah. I'll take New Hampshire. (sighs) Did Tony Bennett die? I don't know anymore. He just retired, right? And he's he's been ill. Right. He has Alzheimer's, right? I think so. Yeah. I just want to be that person that's famous enough for people to go, oh, she's not dead? Uh Uh-huh. You know, um, I saw that. This is weird. Bobcat Goldthwaite started looking at me on Instagram. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's one of those guys. You're like, oh, he's still alive. He he directs a lot now, I think. But does he use his like regular voice? Yeah, or does he yeah, use his acting yeah. Voice. But I mean, that was in the '80s. The comedians were real specific. Does Judy Tenuta sound like that? If you were to go out to like an Applebee's with her, I doubt Probably. it. Probably. I don't know. I'll have the fajita shirt. I don't know. I don't really remember Judy Tenuta that well. But the 80s She's was like the that rise of a royal <laughs> How is that not me? I get it. Or, like a character uh, comedian like was Yakov really trendy. Smirnoff? Yeah. Um, Pee Wee Herman. That's different. That is different. That's a whole different thing. Everyone else, because Pee Wee Herman, he walks in as a character. Everyone else seems like some asshole on the subway. Like even Judy Tenuta. It's like, this asshole again. I don't care how many times your kid has been in an accident. I'm not giving you any change, and I don't want to hear your fucking ukulele or whatever the fuck that is. Um, squeeze box? I don't know. I don't know. What it's not like she ever played it. No, no, it was just there to emphasize the punchline with a sound. And believe me, I have done some shows where I was like, I can't get anybody going. If only I had like a whoopee cushion or a hee-haw horn, you know, like. Is whoopee cushion even funny? It really was. When? uh, When it first came out. Again, the 80s, things in the 80s. My brother, my brother would always try to put a whoopee cushion under like a pillow, and I would sit on it every time. But my weight displacement, I never, <laughs> I would never deflate the whoopee cushion. I was a very light girl, and a light I just woman. sort of hovered on top of it. Sure. If I were to set off a whoopee cushion right now, it might mess with my head, and be like, I gotta lose ten pounds. I just set off this whoopee cushion. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what, everybody? It's time. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Stewart. Oh, and I'm Ellen Travolta. Aren't we all? And we're coming to you from the Maha'a bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Hey, can I hear it? Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Alka-Seltzer. Was that a little kid? Why would a little kid sing about Alka-Seltzer? No, it was a woman. That was a woman's voice? Oh, oh see? Speedy. Speedy. There you go. The Alka- oh, Speedy the Alka-Seltzer um, thing. thing. 
You said it like it was a guy that you went to high school with. Oh, speedy Alka-Seltzer. Well, why didn't you say so? Let me just tell you, if I ever was that excited about someone that I went to high school with, then you know that I've been, some some amoeba has eaten my brain. Then amoebas can chew away because this week, like all weeks, we are giving you the advice articles, the columns of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We are, we're putting an amoeba in your coffee and we're vomiting out their articles in return. Uh, in other words, we're just dragging them down Main Street and showing them off. Yes. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your Face Place. We have a website where you can binge every last episode. DearPodOfficial.com. That's right. Over 120-something, I think, at this point. Uh, we have an email address, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. That is very quiet recently. So uh, could you please get on it? Email us any comments, suggestions, but most specifically, your advice questions because oh yes we have a segment where we answer your advice questions on the air two schmucks completely unqualified to give you advice but weren't the ladies pretty much the same pretty much pretty much so dearpodofficial at gmail.com and finally and most importantly our patreon page patreon.com slash dearpodofficial if you give us a mere three or five dollars a month depending on your subscriber level which i highly recommend the five dollars a month i'm just saying uh that's the vianetta level it means you're very luxe you're very fancy but you will Receive extra perks, extra tidbits in your inbox every week, things that have been cut, recipes for our cocktails that we highlight every week, and finally, a shout-out on your birthday. So this week, we have a very special Patreon birthday going out to Nancy Zybel! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Nancy Z, happy birthday on September 15th. That's right, we are celebrating you. The day that you came screaming onto this planet, that you shot out of your mother's machine, and we were like, I'm here! And you're very tiny and very loud. Already in placenta. Patreon birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Nancy Zabel. Do you want to say anything to her? Oh, that's all she gets for her Patreon level. Well, that was the whisper version of um, Katy Perry's Happy Birthday song. Oh. You know, at the end of the song, she's like, Happy Birthday. It's like Christina Aguilar when at the end of um, her Christmas song, she's like, Merry Christmas. Ew. That very weird, childlike. Like a baby night. voice? Yeah, no. Like, but the entire song's like, no, 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 It's starting up a car. Santa, Christmas. NASCAR. Merry Christmas. What the fuck? Because that's all she had left when the car came into the station. She's like, She's just like, runs for days, like breaking every fucking glass in your house. And then just like doing, doing like, Yard crew at 8 a.m. Merry Christmas. And then Kitty Purry, she's like, you know, that, do you know the happy birthday song? No. I don't know this happy birthday song. All I know is Rihanna's happy birthday, which I would wish would replace the regular happy birthday song because she's like, I want to sit on your face. Happy birthday. Have you ever? Never heard that. Don't want to hear it. Oh, you should. I'm going to say yes to the game. Oh, birthday cake. What's birthday cake? That's Rihanna's birthday song. So her... Come and put your name on it. Put your name on it. Bet you want to put your name on it. It's not even my birthday, but he want to lick the icing off. Happy birthday, Nancy Zybel. (laughs) (laughs) Come and put your name on it. Cake, 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 cake. So it's a little... Why is like the ground round or wherever they sing happy birthday to you, all these different restaurants. What if the the manager was like, you guys, we got to switch it up because this regular happy birthday, not cutting it. But Rihanna's birthday cake is the new song. Here's the new, here's the new lyrics. Here you go. And pass them around. (laughs) Okay, good. Take one pass. Okay, so memorize this and we'll start putting it out on the floor next week. Come and put your name on it. I want to you right now enjoy this brownie sundae <laughs> i think i think the apple pie just gave me vd <laughs> <laughs>
So that's patreon.com slash geopartificial and coming soon our YouTube page where you can actually listen while looking at pictures of us at some point. We will be beginning YouTube. Right. Why is Jules looking at me? I don't know. With dead eyes. We're probably going to need Erica Jane's glam squad. Please. Uh, we're going to need the lighting. I'm going to need the, well, the, I'm assuming they'll be available now. Is she going away? Is she going away to prison? I don't know. I, don't know. I, haven't, I f- haven't completed the season. This is going to sound shocking. But in this pandy, I used to be addicted to watching Real Housewives. Don't watch it anymore. I don't watch it anymore. Because we have good programming on the Netflix now. And we have every serial killer documentary. I don't need the ladies anymore. What I'm saying is that I'm fulfilled emotionally. Oh, okay. And so I don't need to seek outside of myself. I thought you were going to say that we don't really need to watch people in that um, tax bracket I think that that's what it is. I think the pandy has made me say, shut up. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, shut up. You one percenters. I don't need to see Lisa Rinner's Rinner's. No. I'm done. So I'd rather watch Ted Lasso and cry and laugh and feel. I have a question about Lisa Rinner. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going an if you're going to wear all those different wigs and they all look 10 times better than your real hair, why are you still going back to your shag? Why are you resetting to one? Why? And one. Because clearly Everybody recognizes who the fuck you are with your different wigs. I think but why are you going back to that shit haircut? It's because it's become such a signature look of hers, along with her ass lips. Right, but her lips come into the room before her terrible but her hair. Her hair does look so much better when she puts a wig on now. Like she just looks better. She also looks younger. I know. So isn't that the whole point? Why not grow it out? Why not make your standard cut? Yeah. A better cut than what you have. I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. Maybe your hairstylist can. Baby bangs. Are you okay? How is the flood? Is your color holding up? I'm worried sick about your bangs. I heard your house is on fire. How's your bangs? But do you still have a curling iron that you can get to? <laughs> Please. I love it. People are very... Get a comb! <laughs> Get my flat iron! Fuck the kids! Do I look okay? Slams the door. Where are my lashes? Do these jeans make me look fat? Oh no! <laughs> and the door closes. <laughs> Steven! Get my crop top! <laughs> Us, us in a pandemic or any kind of like disaster. <laughs> the two of us in the middle of a natural disaster. Aaron, Patty, get my bars! <laughs> Patrick, does this pandemic make me look fat? <laughs> I just saw my reflection. I look huge. Of course, we're referencing the scene where she has Caroline in her arms, and then like that <laughs> casket shoots up from the hallway. Look, if you don't know Poltergeist at this point, we can't help you. <laughs> I, you know what I think I want to do? I think I want that house. Like, if I like make a gazillion dollars, yeah, I think I want that house. Well, it's it's a set. I don't know that you could actually live on it, well, or you want them to recreate. You want a yeah. recreation of the Poltergeist house. Uh-huh. That's valid. Yeah. That that can be done. I think so. Absolutely. But I don't want a finished pool. No, no, no. You just need the hole in the ground. Yeah. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. I want the cigar box, the parakeet. Yeah. And the Twizzler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why all. not? I would not be surprised. There's somebody out there who is willing to build it. But I also want it fully 
recreated. So no one knows when they're coming over for dinner that just out of the blue, a casket will just shoot up in the hallway. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And, and, then, the- and like jewelry will fall from the ceiling, <laughs> which would be awesome. Uh-huh. I, I love that house. Yeah. I love the layout of that. That house was so 80s. Yeah. That that staircase in the middle of the living room. That swinging glass light. <clears throat> yeah. That kitchen in a second. Can you imagine just sitting there? I don't know. Do you guys want to go out? What did you did you just move your chairs? <laughs> I mean, nothing is good. Nothing good is gonna happen in this kitchen. No. Not even food. <laughs> no, especially not. That's a spaghettio kitchen. Okay. One more thing and then we'll get into the 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 theme of the week. Did you see that Chuck Ragsdale and I appeared at the New York Times? Yes, we mentioned this on the last podcast, but did now we? I actually saw it. Oh, did we talk about it last week? Yes. I didn't think we did because it, we I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. But now we're actually in it. I did. That's we made kind of amazing. the cut. You made the Is cut this, in the New York Times? I did say to, to Steph the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm, as a New York Times author, I mm-hmm. mean, I've been printed. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm using this as my credit. Okay. She has appeared in the New York Times. She's written for the New York Times. Does that work? Erin McGuire, writer for the New York Times. Well, hey there. Our boys overseas are back. I could give it a little 1940s snap. Chuck Ragsdale and I made it to the New York Times for our um, basically drunk texts that we've sent each other for the course of years. I loved it. Uh, We have been obsessed with creating a strip mall devised entirely of businesses with pun names like this tastes like crepe um same old boring poutine something wicker this way comes much ado about muffins um (laughs) what were the ones that he actually highlighted oh uh we don't need another hero Hero. like the geek the greek the geek (laughs) the greek restaurant Mm -hmm. um yeah the list goes on we've been building this for years uh, here comes Truffle. I enjoy that. I can't wait for the strip mall to come into it's, fruition. It will really happen. I'm I convinced. So. If we can be printed in the New York Times for our insanity, I think it's just a stepping stone. It's a natural progression. Strip malls are coming back. Strip malls are a thing. Yes, they are. It's very exciting. People love commerce. I love a strip mall. Oh, where else are you going to find a torrid? Are you ready for this week's theme? Yes. Stealing. That's all. Stealing. Just stealing. Have you ever stolen anything? Hearts. Okay. Have I ever stolen anything? Other than hearts and farts. Uh, Other than hearts and farts, no. I have not. I, I, because I am too scared. I am a very nervous person. I would 100% be the person that like stole a lipstick and was like, they all know. And then I'd go back to the CVS and be like, I did this. I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, some guy's walking out with like six packs of like toilet paper. Right behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like under his shirt. He takes, he takes your lip gloss out of your hand and I'll take this. <laughs> Thank you. Yoink. <laughs> I, I miss the days of the 80s where people would try to steal vinyl records under their shirts. Really? Half you, an inch. I have a square stomach. No, no, really. <laughs> Tracks, what do you want? Tracks, tracks. What do you want? Have Any you ever stolen thoughts? anything? Of course I have. What have you stolen? I remember my first steal was folding scissors. I don't know why. Why I would I you were, do that? I just thought that was a genius invention, so I stole that. <laughs> I stole paint. That's a dangerous thing to steal. Like, where did you put it in your? If you're putting scissors down your pants, they're this big. Oh, they're folded. Like I just said. Folding scissors, so they come folded. I don't. I wasn't in the armed forces. I've never experienced a folded this scissor. Was, this was the store on Ninth Avenue by my house, where you got shit candy and you play Arknoid. Folding scissors sounds like a porn. Yeah, a lesbian porn. Yeah, folding scissors. Um. Yeah, I stolen paint. I've stolen. How did you steal paint? I worked like a gallon. Several gallons. I worked at a resort in Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. And I needed paint. So I found where they kept the paint, and I took it. Okay. Because I needed to paint my fraternity. And nobody, house. like, no, no. I did the night shift. No one gave a shit 
what and there were no video cameras at the time, obviously. Not that I'm aware of. Because you went to school in 1953. Correct. Uh, and nobody noticed that the paint was missing? I don't... Or did you just play dumb? No one asked. Paint is a weird thing to steal. I mean, no one I mean, was... it's almost just one of these, like, I'm just going to take this. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to know. Well, I guess if you're playing by that rule, then... Uh, you know, I used to work at a movie theater that had ice cream, and I took a pint of ice cream home. Does yeah. that count? Mm. Yeah, because oh. it's not yours, oh, and well. you didn't pay for it. Touche. Semantics. I mean, so I'm sure you there's a lot You say stealing, I say, you're not going to eat this. <laughs> I'll take this. It well, was mint chip, too, and it was delicious. It was Here's worth $100 it. Here's $100 from your wallet. You're not going to use this. Right? You're not going to use this money. No. I should take this money. Correct. Sacagawea coins. Who's using them? I mean, I'll take them. I'll take those off your hands. This is perfect for where we're headed. Okay. I mean, there's so many. Then where do you where do you even start? Well, we'll start with the Steal me an article, will you? We'll start with the Galveston Daily News, Galveston, Texas, July twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five. Stealing wasn't the plan when woman ate stores candy. (laughs) Wait, is this from is this about my mother? I just, I don't want to blow up her spot. Yeah, no. Okay. Dear Abby, while reading your column about eating jelly beans from a jar in the store, I was reminded of an incident that happened to me. I'm a 70-year-old woman who loves bridge mix candy. Oh, whenever this is I, my mother. Whenever I would go into a store to buy a small bag of bulk candy, without thinking, I would eat a few pieces from the bag while I did the rest of my shopping. I never realized I was stealing the candy, but evidently, I was. The last time I did this, a man tapped me on the shoulder and showed me his security badge. He said he had been watching me from a window up in the office. He told me that they prefer that I pay for it at the checkout counter, rather than eat half of it before it gets weighed. I could have died of embarrassment. I wanted to crawl out the door, but I chose, but I closed up the bag of candy, thanked him for stopping me from committing that, for committing that crime, and continued my shopping. How many people think they are stealing if they eat a few a few cherries or grapes as they walk through the produce department. I never thought I was stealing, but I guess I was. I learned a good lesson late in life. Signed, Reform Shopper, Grants Pass, Oregon. Answer this, and then I have something to say. <clears throat> Dear Reformed, you have lots of company. People who take ashtrays and towels from hotels, pens or pencils from the office, or fail to return library books may not realize it, but they too are stealing. Ah. Uh. It is not a crime. You know what the crime here is? Stealing. Creating bridge mix. What is bridge mix? It is horrible. It is disgusting. Answer, it's got answer like the a question. black licorice. I don't even know how to explain what bridge mix is. It's a candy, but it's like different varieties of shitty licorice. A black licorice? Yeah. The ones where they're like different colored? Yeah, or oh, like have okay. like a non-parel coating oh, on see, it you know what like, i mean i would like this mix then. Uh, then because you're an old woman yeah and you and my mother can sit and eat bridge mix she honest to god has bridge mix in the house my dad used to do this all the time in a store yeah oh oh yep as you should look anybody who goes to a wegmans is guilty of doing this i would do this i just wouldn't i just don't think i'd go through the store and start eating something because oh, i would pay for it yeah I mean, it's just because you're in there and you're, it's like brunch. You're just sort of like walking around and you're grazing. But would you open up the Cap'n Crunch and just pull out a handful? Yeah. No. No, I had to think about that for a minute. I, let me, let me really have a moment with myself. No, I would not. Right. But if you're in a bulk food situation where you're like, you've got a bag of something. But I don't think they even have this anymore. We used to have Katie's Country Kitchen in, in Oak Park, Illinois, mm-hmm. and- they would have like these giant wood barrels and just filled with like. Like penny candy. Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of go through and they're like, you can't have it. You'd but have then to you put have it in the to, bag. Yeah. Yeah. So can you imagine being the person that has to lower the boom and just watch the vats of candy and be like, your only job is to stop people from eating this. That's like having a, a security guard in at, at, you know, Wonka's chocolate factory. Like, yeah. Come on uh, in. Come with me. You. You with the Cinnabare. Put Stay it down. Away. Oh, yeah. Down. Unless you pay for that before you leave. You that better weigh it, bear. Augustus. Did you pull that off that tree? I'm going to weigh you before and after. Uh, you know what? Watching that scene in Willy Wonka now in the light of post-pandemic reality would gross the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It's that it was Mike TV's mom who eats whipped cream out of that mushroom yeah. cap. 
right now, I'd be like, oh, get your hand out of it. Get that kid out of that chocolate river. This is disgusting. I mean. He's got shoes on. <laughs> like he's fully clothed. Yeah. And then he oh. dies. I'm Did he, he die? Died. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they all died. He right? got shot through a cannon. Nobody really seemed all that concerned. I'm stuck. <laughs> Boof. Um, I think that uh, also during post-pandemic, watching someone go through and like just pick grapes off of a bag of grapes. But if you've already gross. got the grapes in your possession and you're going to purchase these things as you walk around. It's by the pound. So yeah. you're eating half of a grape. I mean... You're Ugh. eating half of a bag of grain. Is it really that big of a thing? It's and when well, it comes to bridge it's... mix, well, then, damn it, I, I, I'd like to amend my answer from before. And yes, I steal. I steal chronically. Okay. Because I am a person who can walk and graze. Well, I mean, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to eat the Snickers oh, while and, I'm checking okay. out. These are technical. Okay. All right. Maybe I am a bit of a stealer because I will get back when we had we could do bulk food, which isn't around now. In the no. in the post corona world, absolutely, you know, not. like you can't get like just bags of stuff. I would get paleo granola from Whole Foods. Okay, here's my confession then. Okay, paleo granola is about ten times more expensive than regular granola, which is already overpriced. Granola is one of the most overpriced things. It is on the stupid. And my way of justifying what I'm about to tell you is because that is stupid. There mm. is no reason why granola should be this expensive. You went in with your own bowl. No. Oh, <laughs> no, that'd be great. Aisle. Just in the middle of the aisle, just squatting and being like, can you what bring you me some almond do? milk? You guys are pacifists at work here, right? You can't get mad at me. You're all mellow wearing your hemp clothes. I would load up a bag at the, uh, you know how you could do your own mm-hmm. bulk whatever. Of paleo granola, but then it's like, oh, honesty system or whatever you call what? What is it? Would be honor system. Honor system. There you go. Honor sister. Honor sister. Honor sisters. And you put it on the. You weigh it on the thing, Mm -hmm. and you put in the code, and then it prints out a little thing that says this is this much. But I was like, f off, paleo granola. Why are you so expensive? So I would do the bulk bag of the paleo granola but i would put in a different code for like raisins or some real cheap thing wow so then a bag that would have been had i been honest yeah totally i felt like ooh, call me bear stearns i'm just uh i'm ready to take you for everything you're worth instead of paying like 13 dollars for a bag of paleo granola it's like three dollars and 12 cents because come on yeah. That's me sticking it to the man for overpricing granola. Just, I am a hero. You're just doing what the one percenters do to get beyond their exactly their taxes. But yeah, I'm just it's like the Switzerland of granola. Like I'm putting it in an offshore account. Yeah, I get it. Yes. That's justified. I've never done that because that's stealing, but Oh yeah. If I'm just gonna steal, I'm just gonna steal. Look, I'm going to hell anyway. I just want a good condo down there. Right. And some good Paleo, whatever the fuck that exactly. is. Exactly. I'll be in hell eating paleo granola, sitting next to Why Hitler gr- and Pol Pot. <laughs> Why is granola so fucking expensive? It is unnecessarily it's not priced. It's gold. That's it's why I don't feel mined. bad about it. But here's karma for you. Now the bulk doesn't exist, so now I am paying my dividends. I there am paying the proper amount for my paleo granola so everybody can go scratch. Okay. Give us an article. Sister I did get Fem. caught doing it once. Changing the well, it was with almond butter again, overpriced, and you could serve your own almond butter. What you you would you would dispense your own almond butter in a bag in like a little uh, tin thing. You oh. know, it's like you know how you have the olive bar, whatever those plastic things are. I did my own almond butter, but then I was like, this is ridiculously priced. But I would use the almond flour price. So again, something that would be ten dollars was then two. And then I went to go do self-checkout, and it wasn't ringing up, and the woman came over, and she was like, oh, this is wrong. This is almond flour. This is clearly almond butter. And I got mm. dinged on it. Can you imagine if you had to put almond butter into a bag and then just try to get that out when you got home? Yeah, but like, then I would just cut the bottom and squeeze it out like a... Like icing? Into my mouth. Yeah! That's nice. God, I'm hungry. Okay. All right, I've got an article for you. Hit it. Ready? 
This comes from the Daily Advertiser, Lafayette, Louisiana, June 13, 1969. This is apropos. Okay. Stealing is stealing by any name. Dear Adlanders, Mac is no kid past 30, so keep this in mind when you answer. We had dinner in a first-class steakhouse Tuesday night. There was no check room, but the men hung their coats on hooks in the entranceway. Mac left his coat there. After dinner, Mac's coat was gone. He went to the manager and was told that the cloakroom is a convenience and that management is not responsible. Mac was furious. Last night, I was surprised when Mac suggested we go back to the steakhouse for dinner. He didn't wear a coat, but on the way out, he helped himself to a fine-looking three-button number, which fit him perfectly. I was shocked and said so. Mac's defense was as follows. I'm not stealing. The owner of this coat will raise the roof and the management will replace it. He won't be out anything. In the meantime, the joint owes me a coat. Is Mac guilty of stealing? Signed, chagrined. Dear Shug, when a person takes something that doesn't belong to him, it's stealing. No matter what the rationalization, Mac is as big a thief as the bum who stole his coat, and you can tell him I said so. Ayan! I would never, ever leave my coat further away from me unless it's in a coat check. Like, really? It's, I also hate when people are like, well, can you just check your shoes at the front door? I hate, I can't. It, it's the Sex in the City episode. I stand with her. This is an outfit. I did that. I did that in uh, during Pride. I'm like, but we had to do it, you know, because it's New York City. You had to do it in the hallway. Nope. So I'm like, and now you're so, leaving I mean, your stuff in the hallway. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I mean, it's basically like a shoe store for people that are coming down from the top floor. Oh, gross. Oh, God. I I I don't know why people, but they do, steal shoes. Mm -hmm. Always. I've had that experience before where it's like the shoes are outside. Mm -hmm. I mean, that you should supply me with a bag so I can hold my shoes. And drag it around. Oh, God. Just don't make people take off their shoes. You have hardwood floors. It's gay pride, for God's sake. The worst thing is not what's on the bottom of my shoe. (laughs) Trust and believe. If you took a black light to these jeans, they'd be a lot worse than what my sneakers are going to bring in. Or what the hell is in that ranch? This mayonnaise is bad. And also, if it's a gay pride event, can't you appreciate the outfit? Right? Appreciate that outfits take time. Your sneakers are cleaner than anything in my mouth. Here's the other thing. When people have a party and they expect like a large group of people, don't you just redistribute your furniture to accommodate? Yeah. I always find it very strange when it's like, I'm going to have a party of 100 people, but I'm going to leave everything just the way. In the, the center that... of the room. Uh-huh. Do not circulate in the center. Yeah. Actually, I never thought about that. Yeah. It does change things. Well, I mean, if it, well, especially for an apartment in New York City, it's like you have to figure things out. But going back to this for a minute, okay, I understand the rationale because my monkey mind would do the same thing. Which would be part? like, well, my coat was taken here, so I'm going to take someone else's coat because F off. I just would never fucking take my coat off, but I probably would steal someone else's coat. Retribution, retaliation, yeah. because or especially fashion. if it's a better coat, then someone's going to make a bigger stink. Exactly. And then maybe they'll change their policy, and then you've affected change at a higher level. So my question you know? is, how many coats did he try on because she said that it fits perfectly? <laughs> I'd like, just oh, be in the hallway being like, this is pretty nice. This, is this works. I, I also can't imagine stealing in general, like being the first person to take the coat. Mm. I'm just way too nervous. I know I'd get caught doing something stupid, so I wouldn't do it to begin with. I mean, all that you can do is be like, oh, <laughs> especially if it's a black coat. Like, you ever oh, go to I coat check? It. Oh, it's a black Calvin Klein coat. And there's like 17 of them. Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. My bad. Now, luggage, on the other hand. Luggage. I'd take that. Uh, it's the Hello Kitty bag? No. No. And just roll on out of LaGuardia. Give me an article. Oh, God. Uh oh, what? I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh. Uh- Sound it out. Chillicothe Gazette? Yes! Chillicothe. Good for you! Chillicothe, Ohio. Oh, my God. March 29th. My baby's all grown up. 1985. Dear Abby, 
My 17-year-old son and several of his buddies went on a skiing trip, after which I found two bath towels with the name of a motel on them. I told him I couldn't believe that he would steal. He said he he didn't consider it that stealing. The owners of the motel were thieves themselves of the prices that they charged. I told him that nobody forced him to stay there and that in my eyes, he was guilty of stealing. Please print your opinion, Abby. He reads you faithfully. Ooh, he's 17. He reads you. Old, signed Old Fashioned Mom. Oh. He's a 17-year-old that faithfully reads Dear Abby. Just so we... Just the so scene is set. all clear. And he's taken good things from a good hotel. Mm-hmm. You're no fool. Dear Mom, your son's rationalizations for stealing bath towels from a motel doesn't wash. Don't throw in the towels. Insist that your son send them back with an apology. That's what my twin and I had to do when our father found some hotel souvenirs, quote-unquote, acquired after a football excursion to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, circa 1935. Oh, she threw Anne under the bus, but she called her my twin. My twin. I'm not saying that she took these things. I'm just saying I had a bra when I left. <laughs> and you, My father made me do it, and that disgusting scab of a woman... My twin. To be my I'm sister. not going to promote her on my newspaper, but still. Have you ever? I mean, I've taken stuff from hotels. I don't. What's think a I big? Have. What's a big deal? If I did, it wasn't like their name on it. It was like a shitty, like hand towel. It's not to like I would take like a robe from the mark. You know, they would find Absolutely you. Not. You don't go to a bougie place and steal a robe. Oh, that's why they have your your thing on file. I mean, if it was like a nice lamp, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Bedspread? No. Maybe Ottoman. not. I don't know. Wouldn't bench? it be great if you got into, you know how they put that weird like piece of fabric at the end of a bed, like a table runner? <laughs> what if that was the thing that you stole? And then as you're driving home, you just can't stop like scratching yourself. Like, just, oh, yeah. like, oh, I something. just feel dirty. Break out in hives. Yeah, no. I don't, there, but the thing is, that's why there's nothing nice in a motel or a hotel. I can count on this hand how many good hotels I've been in that would make it worth taking anything from there. And who still has ashtrays? Like, there's nothing fun anymore to steal. Oh, I know. Ashtrays. We need to bring ashtrays back. I mean, and most hotels don't have their name on the towels anymore. No. Most hotels I stay in. I mean, I don't know. The Quality Inn in in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I really wanted the stained white towels in my bathroom. That's when my career is just flying. When you're staying at the Quality Inn, and quality is in quotation marks. Well, maybe the next ti- time that we're in Lancaster, <coughs> I will steal oh, something from a hotel. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I pooped a little. Mm. Oh, I'm winking I at you. All right, I got one more article for you. Are you oh, ready? Yes. Let's get excited about the El Paso Times in El Paso, Texas. Never Shock. Been. You, you love Texas. I could pass we all the love El Paso. It. Amen. April 16th, 1965. Mother worries about son who steals from her purse. Dear Atlantis, I'm a divorced woman who is trying hard to raise my son to be a good citizen. He's 11 years old and I've been worried about him for quite some time. Lately, small amounts of money have been missing from the house. Last week, $3 I had set aside from the, for the sitter mysteriously disappeared. Yesterday, I saw my son rummaging around in my purse. He took out a dollar bill and stuck it in his shoe. He did not know I passed the door in time to see him. I decided to tell him about an hour later that I had lost some money around the house and asked if he would help me look for it. I offered a 25-cent reward as an incentive. He helped me look for about 15 minutes, then said, You must have lost that money somewhere else. I finally became exasperated and told him to look in his shoe because that's where I saw him put it. He broke into tears and said he didn't know why he did such terrible things. Half an hour later, he cut his finger while slicing some sandwich meat. I know he cut himself to get sympathy. Please tell me what is wrong with the boy and what to do about it. Signed, Anxious Mother. Dear Mother, children who steal do so because of deep-seated feelings of insecurity and frustration. Your son probably cut himself, not to get sympathy, but because he felt the need for punishment. Get some outside help for this boy. Ask your family physician to direct you. Ayan! Maybe he doesn't know how to cut his meat. 
Ew, that sounded kinky. I mean, do any of us until we turn 13? I mean, I mean, it could what? just be sheer coincidence. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the meat was too big. I mean, the, when your meat is that large, you really have to take the time. I mean, place you really the knife have to. Carefully. Eyes on the meat. Eyes on the meat. Never take your eyes <laughs> off the meat. Otherwise, you're going to be I want that on his side. Eyes on the meat. <laughs> eyes on the meat. If we had one motto here at Deer Pod, eyes on the meat. That's right. Forever and always. And no teeth. So, no no fruit. No fruit, no teeth. No fruit, no teeth. No service. Eyes on the meat. Yeah. No shoes, right. no cervix, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> After it's been iced and removed. This kid's a sociopath. I used so to steal what? From We're just my training. Wallet all the time. Did you really? Yeah. And did he notice, or how much were you stealing? We're we talking small increments. Are we talking Bernie? A dollar, five dollars. Five dollars was like that's a big haul. Yeah. Yeah. And he never noticed, or he didn't know. say anything. Again, the luxury of having an older parent—they don't remember. Yeah, isn't that fun? The yeah. benefits of Alzheimer's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't think he would. I, I mean, it was I, had he taken like a twenty, maybe, but yeah, yeah, would have been a tell. Yeah, what are you using card. it on? Tell. Candy. I feel like you was it bridge mix. Use a safe space. I did really like those rice, those the rice candy where it was like they were called um, uh, spaceships or something, or it was like a rice candy spaceship, and inside it was like little pellets. Ew! And what like is dissolved in your mouth? You, you know were an old woman. Did you like Mary Jane's too? I don't know who Mary Jane is. Saltwater but- taffy. Love saltwater. Oh, you're an old woman. But they were designed like spaceships. You know, like, oh, that's out of this world. Because they they were like pastel, like kind of like discs. And it was made of rice. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Oh, ooh. (laughs) And you'd eat that thing and it would like dissolve on your tongue. It it was like host. You were eating a host. And then inside were little like, you know, aliens. I am convinced they worked with the Catholic Church to create those candies. They're like, do you guys have leftover host? Great. We'll just add some blue dye number 13 and we'll throw some candy this in there. This is going to be the best guilt candy it's ever. It's like Everyone's bumped up host. It. Yeah. It's host but with like, bless with me like Father a boa for on. <laughs> bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I ate 15, 15, 15 space candies um, from Katie's Country Kitchen. Ah. All K's. Katie's yeah. Country Kitchen. Yeah. Three K. Ah, uh, yes. We have another convert. Welcome to the KKK, Katie's Country <laughs> Kitchen. That's just a coincidence. I'm sorry. Let me lift my hood. Say hello. The extra K is for coincidence. Hey, Dick. It's me, Katie. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't I want to go back you. to the shooka, shooka, shook candy. The what? Because that's what it sounds like when you shake it. Yeah. Yeah, and it has the stuff inside. Yeah. That would have been awesome if you went to Catholic Church and, you know, they do the communion and you're like, you put your hands out and that's what they put in it. I'd be like, I'm coming back every week. Or what if you put your hand out, but you gave them that? (gasps) What if that was the ad, the commercial for this candy? Blessed by God. Stolen by kids. Spaceship candy. (laughs) He gives you a host. You give him the world. (laughs) The universe in one candy. Yeah, the priest is like winking at the kid. They and on the and on the eighth day, God created spaceship candy. Oh my, your treat is a lot bigger than mine, Tommy. Oh, oh. wait, where did this wait commercial go? Cut <laughs> back to one. Father, what did you say? I'm just saying. I think Tommy and I need a break. Blast me, Father, for this is delicious. Blast me, Father, for I need. Ew! It. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Blast me, Father, for I can Into bad. another dimension. Oh, yeah, I'll go to confession. Do you I mind if I join you? What's wrong with us? I don't Why know. can't we ever just stay on one joke and not have it turn into shit humor or that's something not, extra dirty? That's What are you talking about? I don't know. It's just, what, nothing. there's nothing wrong with what we this just said. This podcast is blessed by God. And tasted by Tommy. What? And carried on iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash official. Those are our tickles for the day. Yes. Then you know what it's time for right now? An extra special blessing on the people of the pod. Uh, I want you to put your hand out. I'm going to give you a special gift. Uh-oh. Is it your cervix? No, no. Cervix says? Cervix says? <laughs> no. You can keep that. But you know what I am going to give you? I'm going to give you a song for Instagram mail, Instagram mail. You've written to us, or you haven't, because we're we waiting for you to write to say. us. We're gonna say something good. We're gonna say something good. 
That's right, it's time for Instagram mail. That is when you, dear listeners, can write in to us, dearpartificial at gmail.com, or slide into our DMs gently because it's Patty. He's been working out a lot, so he's extra tight. But he's ready to receive your Instagram mail at dearpartificial on your Instagram. So if you write to us for advice, we, in turn, will give you advice in the style of Ann Landers and Dear Abby, of course, because, you know, we've got a theme. We've got a theme here in this podcast. So we have one Instagram mail question this week. Patois, would you like to read it? Dear Pod, while walking to work the other day, I stepped off the curb as the cars passed, and as soon as my toes touched the asphalt, one of those terrible city bike riders came from the opposite direction. He clipped me and didn't even stop nor turn to give the usual whispered, I'm sorry. No, this jerk had his jumbo noise-canceling headphones on and just kept going. My question is, is it illegal or is it warranted to push this prick off his bike? He was going the wrong way. Signed, Cross-Eyed Pedestrian. Yes. This angers me to no end, this topic. Me as well. Uh Uh-huh. Me as well. (laughs) Dear Cross-Eyed... I'm sure it's not legal, but neither is going the wrong way with your rent-a-bike. The freewheeling brown bag and save the planet by riding this crap wagon galoshin-wearing quirky type seem to think that they are exempt from the rules of the road. No one stops them unless, of course, they run into someone. They'll just stop. That'll stop them for sure. But just like people that jump the turnstiles on the subway, there seems to be zero penalty for these bike bicycle bandits. Well, I cannot encourage violence, according to my restraining order and from my lawyers at Salido and Barnes, I don't see any harm in a little nudge, and I don't mean an expo of mine. I mean a push. You have the right of way, especially if they're going against the grain. There are more bicycles on the streets these days than there are rats in the sewers. But now it appears that the rats are riding the bikes. It's like Mad Max in the Thunderdome out there. You look left, look right, look up, down, diagonal. Hell, it's like a crossword puzzle on how to get pummeled by one of those incredibly heavy blue machines. And excuse me, how the hell are you on one of those things and plugging your ears with anthrax? I mean the band. Take off those noise-canceling headphones so you can hear someone. Or hell, I don't know, maybe hear an ambulance or a fire truck or me screaming, Sweet fucking Christ, you ran over my goddamn toe! Or, I'm going to piss in your mouth if you ever clip me again, you sprockets, turtleneck-wearing motherfucker. Or, no, I'm fine. Thanks for pushing my coffee all over my white blouse. I love wearing cafe au lait and being damp all morning. Thanks, you shouldn't have. Or, you're in such a big hurry to get to that red light, aren't you? Why don't you shock the hell out of me and get off your stupid bike with your homemade bread and ethically sourced turkey breast and the apples that you pick from an orchard that donates profits to spinning-wheeled mavens of America and say, hey, I'm sorry, it's my fault. I was wrong. My apologies. Can I give you this apple? Or are you okay? Please have a better day, and I'll try to be a better cyclist. Don't speed away. Throw up your arms like, I guess we both were wrong. You're on a moving machine with brakes, and you should know the rules of the road. Next time, body check them and say, oh, my bad, didn't see you. I was just casually walking when you decided to get as close as humanly possible to a pedestrian, thinking that the world owes you something. Sorry about your chipped tooth and your torn sweater from your knitting circle made to celebrate the supermoon moving into your celestial flow. Cool, bro. Cool. Love and light. Abby. I hate people so much. As well. But I really hate them when they're on wheels. I really hate them. You know, I stepped into the bike lane for a millisecond, and a guy zipped out of nowhere and was like, it's a bike lane, it's a bike lane, it's a bike lane. And I wanted to run after him and hold on to the spokes of his fucking Schwinn <laughs> and vault him into traffic. It's a bike lane, it's a bike lane. I will kill your body. I just, I, I can't say enough about this topic. It, it irks the shit out of me. I don't me. understand a bike lane because I thought the bike lane is a single lane going in the direction of traffic. Now, I didn't know it is a bike lane that goes both ways. Yes. And that you can have a motorized anything on it as well. And Why don't we just do like the Dutch thing and either make this an all walking all biking city with no cars involved. But if you look at the roads now, it's like 80% bike lane. It's insane. And they're not, they're supposed to be following. They installed lights 
They put lights in to tell them when to turn and when to fucking stop, and it doesn't make a difference. No. If you, I can't. Okay, let me answer I know, this we first. Get into okay, a yes. and for the record, you're, it's no longer Selino and Barnes. It's just Selino. They had a terrible breakup. Oh, I don't know. And I'm so sorry that you learned about this from me. Well, and if they can't make it, what hope is there for the rest of us? There is no hope. Just There's one no sad Selino. All right, here's what Anne has to say about this irritating topic. Dear Cross. Illegal? Maybe. Justified? Hell yes. Would anyone report you? Hell no. This is New York, city that never gets involved. See something, say nothing. We turn around more than Bonnie Tyler. So I say go for it. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I say go for it. You'll probably get applause. City bikes are the worst thing to happen in New York since they put in an oyster bar at Penn Station. That's a great idea. Give commuters shellfish before a 45-minute ride to Bay Ridge. Thank you, de Blasio. Ever since Bill the Pill pushed his bike-friendly agenda, there's more assholes on wheels than the Philly Naked ride. Tourists can barely use their legs when they're on the ground, let alone trying to propel a clunky, shitty bike down a narrow lane. If I can't trust you not to stop short when you're walking in the middle of a sidewalk to take a picture with a disgusting bargain basement Elmo, I sure as hell can't trust you to know the rules of the road. Since 2011, bicyclists have injured 2,250 pedestrians. At least seven of those have died. So I'll tell you what I tell my Jules every time he hurts himself on the sex swing. If you can't play responsibly, you can't play at all. If Mayor McCheese over there won't take those things off the road or enforce the rules, I say take the law into your own hands and fight back. One well-placed stick or cane in the spokes of a shitty bike could do the trick. One outstretched arm at the right velocity could clothesline a renegade rider. Someone gives you guff, you say it was in self-defense. If they don't care, why should you? To quote George Costanza, We're living in a society... We're supposed to act in a civilized way. Good luck, you angry, justified son of a bitch, and happy punching. Ayun! What I don't understand about people on a city bike is you Why should, they're on a city bike. Well, you should be aware of everything coming around you. Oh, oh yes. Right? You're in New York City. There's pedestrians. There's cars. There's floods. There's a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Put your head up. Pay attention to what the hell's going on. I personally would be terrified of riding a bike on the city streets. Mm-hmm. Have you the- ridden down? Have you seen Ninth Ave? It looks like Fallujah. Yes. It looks like we've been bomb testing. Yes. Why would I you have. put a bike on that road? Ninth Avenue is usually every other year it is perfect, and then it turns into Beirut. What happens? I don't know. And I feel like they've been working on it for years. They have. They they smooth it all out. It looks picture perfect for about. Two and a half weeks. But then like a truck drives on it? And then they rip it up and they do it again. Why? And now then you ride your bike. I've never, like, I've ridden my bike to work and I have never accidentally hit somebody because I don't drive that close. To people or that fast or you're not that ignorant or that tuned out. Right. Because you kind of have to be aware, as every New Yorker is, while you're driving your car, walking the street, you have to have some kind of sense of awareness. The and other day. tear ass on those things. The other day, when I was walking Jenny, this bicyclist going the wrong way, it's bizarre that they were even this close to me. And then the I, there's a bus stop in front of us. The bus driver looked at me after watching this because it literally, like, fucking took my breath. He was so close, I could have, like, I could have been inside of him. Oh my God. Did he clip you? No. He the bus driver almost... looked at me like she saw the whole thing. Like she had a mask on, but you could tell like, like that we are, you know, we are connected. And I, I did the, like the, what the, I swear, I was swearing at this guy. I, I didn't even t- fucking turn around. He had the biggest fucking headphones on, didn't fucking care. Nearly ran over my dog, and I was like, "I can't, I cannot." Same thing with these guys with the fucking bikes on the sidewalks. It's like this is not stop this shit. I hate bikes. Get off your hoverboard and your motorized this, that, and the other. It doesn't belong on a fucking sidewalk. Your weird scooter. If you've got wheels on it, get off the fucking sidewalk. This is this is not some skate park. This but is the New York biking City. thing. You know, I know somebody who got taken out, like who was walking, and she was in that. You know, like they have the the. Whatever the stripe the, lane? 
the it's like on the west side. So there's it's like a bike slash running yes. path. It's like a bike path. But yeah. they have those cross sections and they're supposed to pay attention to them. And these people tear ass and they mm-hmm. knocked her out unconscious. She got a concussion. She had to go to the hospital. Yeah. The I've heard of people getting killed by this. Yeah. Well, Where also, is anybody? What I don't understand is like, it, unless you're Lance Armstrong, why are you going so fucking fast on a bike? Because Where do you, you know, have to be? You know that you are probably going to encounter a fucking pedestrian because they're not they're not part of your program no. of training for whatever fucking bike race that you're on. I even wonder how people can like run and train to do marathons in the city. I'm like, how do you get any momentum? Right. You have to stop all the time. Right. You're, if you're a, an aware person who's not a dick, you know? This is like a very intense graphic rated like you know, X-rated game of Frogger. Like if oh. Frogger, if New York Frogger, like what the fuck? <laughs> New York Frogger is Grand Theft Auto. That's all it is. Grand Theft. Like Grand avoid Theft the meth addict and then jump on the meth addict to to, to hop over mm-hmm. the girl who's blowing the guy in Central Park and yeah and and watch out for the guy defecating. No, it's only noon. Yeah, and then if you and step in it, then you have car. to go back and start again, right. like from fifty. Because you have Street. to wash your hands. Ooh. You got to go back to where there was an actual functional bathroom. So you got to go back like to 43rd. Oh, shit. I spilled my coffee. That's not coffee. That's a cup of shit. I'm never going uptown. I'm never going to get uptown at this rate. If I, you know, the thing about Frogger, I just wouldn't do it. I would just, you know, I would just, I would never, I would just always be it right at the beginning. I'm like, fuck this. This, this road is too busy. Why would I, why am I crossing? I'm a stupid frog. Anxiety riddling game from the 80s. Yeah. Another one where you're like, uh, you know, Pac-Man was very nerve-wracking to me. And my finger would always get stuck in that rolly thing. Pac-Man, Pitfall, Arknoid, you know, those things where like you have to catch the ball and hit a bit. Yeah, asteroids. I Uh, wonder why I struggle with anxiety. I wonder why. As they finish this giant. Tapper is... Tapper to me is a game that could really happen. What's Tapper? (laughs) That's when you're working at the bar and you have to keep throwing beers down the the bar to the guys who keep coming in and wanting beer oh. and the guys keep getting closer and closer to you. I'm like, wow, this is oh. like the one time I tried to work at Coyote Ugly. I, that was, I it could it really happen. Yeah. Tapper could really, have you never, you've never played Tapper? No, I lived it. So I don't really exactly. want to play it. You lived it at therapy. Yeah. And anywhere else. It's true. And, and, and the guys would keep getting closer and angrier. Mm-hmm. And if you did not get them their booze in time, they would kick your ass. Mm-hmm. This is actually my 20s. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Speaking of booze, <gasps> it's oh, time, time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Serve Jim me this gave drink us something. Before I kick we don't know what's ass. in it. It Welcome came from to his bar and he I'm unzipped his nervous. pants and I'm, I'm gonna guzzle it down and I think it's just bleach. Oh, it looks really good though. It looks very fruity and light and a little bit of froth. Mm. This week's specialty cocktail is the Butch and Sundance. Just like us. Oh. I'm Butch. James Jones, Ferris would like Bush and Sundance. We're just like Bush and Sundance. I'm Bush. He's Sundance. George W. Bush. All right. James Jones, Ferris would like you to keep those hands up and no one will get hurt. Now, if you will, fill that bag with these Twizzlers. Hey, one ounce of whiskey, one ounce of rum, one ounce pineapple juice, and a half ounce of lemon juice. Whiskey and rum. It's a nice combination. It's going to be very booze forward. So here's what you want to do. You want to add all ingredients into a cocktail shaker, add ice and shake, pour into a rocks glass with one large ice cube, and garnish with a lemon peel. Now, here are his tasting notes. Well, he finally did it, and he's not being shy about his actions. Jules freely admits that he is an outright thief. He stole the idea of this recipe, tweaked the ingredients, kind of changed the name, and is now claiming it as his own. Where does he get the nerve? Originally known as the Sundance Kid from Heist and Company, this drink is originally non-alcoholic. Where's the fun in that? James Jules Ferris based the structure of this drink along the equal proportions of a Negroni. Then he got very fancy and added Butch Cassidy's name to the drink. Butch Cassidy, a.k.a. Robert Leroy Parker and the Sundance Kid, a.k.a. Harry Longabar, were famous thieves in the days of the Wild West. 
so famous that years later an Oscar-winning movie was made about them. Jules hopes that this recent thievery of other people's cocktail recipes will make him just as famous. His dream is also to have an Oscar-winning movie based on his life and criminal mixology activities, starring Mark Skippy Price in the title role. Fingers crossed. You know what? He's available. Skippy from uh, Family Ties. Cheers. Chin chin. I feel like I've recently read something about Skippy. I went on a Family Ties. Tear. Tear. Oh, speaking oh, God, of tear, this will tear terrific. you right in half. You Jim know what? often like, does. He always does, especially when... Whoa! Right? <laughs> it's Jim. deceptive. You think she's going to be a fruity beverage, but then you realize he has combined whiskey and rum in one drink. And it's we're like you think you know steps. the size, and then you're like, whoa! Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to need a deep breath and a whole thing of poppers. Warm me up first. <laughs> Well, let me tell you what. Speaking of poppers, Woo! is that one of the? We've already we've chugged about three or four sips each very quickly. It's the. <laughs> I like it when you woo. <laughs> I know. Jim I am awake. <laughs> Good morning. I can feel it, Jim. I'm feeling it. It's in there. All right. Back up now. You might as well just take my tonsils out oh. now. Ooh, this will take your tonsils out. That's Shit. good for what But we keep drinking it Of course fast. we do. Like last week's, which was also really good, too. Yeah, because and that's the one that had all, every liquor. Everything that was in your bar collection. Yeah, all in one drink. Fuck every yeah. Every booze you have goes into every this. Every booze you make, I'll be making it mm. for you. Mm, 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 mm. You know what I like about it? Is that there's juice. Ah! <laughs> There's juice, it feels and you so think good. It, it's gonna be a juicy like a mai tai or something precious and pretty, but then it just slaps you in the face with it's all like, the whiskey in the like, room. It's like aliens, like, oh, I gotta pass that one, and then all the other mouths come out. Yeah. And you're like, Fuck. Oh, then that's aliens, right? That's the the sequel. There were a lot more aliens. Well, there was the one alien that's in the alien's mouth. Is that what I'm talking about? Alien it's not an alien in- within a mouth. It's the mouth within the mouth of the alien. Alien had two mouths. I thought it was like several mouths. Which no? is very popular in certain circles. If you if you came in, you're like, you guys want to see my mouth within my mouth? I'm like, I don't think I do. <laughs> no, no, I got a mouth in a mouth. Let me open it. Let me show you. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, what a party trick. Having like alien an Alan, at your party. <laughs> I'm like an Allen wrench for oral. <laughs> oh, it's too big? That's all right. The bigger mouth will take it. Tiny? This, I can... A smaller mouth within my mouth. I've got this one, guys. <laughs> Usually I use it for soups. You, you <laughs> should see Aaron at the hot dog stand. It's what do really you mean? So, she can separate the bun from the dog. It's amazing. <laughs> and this is my this is my my hot dog mouth, and this is my bun mouth. Here's my cocktail weenie mouth. I mean, why can't we have mouths for different purposes? Imagine Salads the, require different chewing than steak. Imagine the dentist that has to take care of all those teeth. Imagine being the alien going to the dentist, being like, "All right, you did the first pair." I'll be back next week. Now you got to do the mouth within the mouth. You don't take insurance? Oh. oh. This is going to be very expensive. Oh, what do you got to pull? You've got 28 cavities. <laughs> Which mouths are they in? What have you been eating? Mike. Well, bridge mix. Steve, bridge mix. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, that definitely caused a cavity. That guy was real sweet. I think he got a cracked molar. Yeah, right? yeah. No? Anyone? It's tough when you when you eat them bodybuilders. <laughs> I think I ate Bill Pullman. Too soon. This episode of Dear Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.